0: My name is Dr. Kyaliba mm-hmm. Kobernick, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Mindful Woman Mothers podcast. I'm a clinical psychologist and a mother to four delicious girls. Here, we'll explore what it means to be a mindful woman through every stage of motherhood. On today's podcast, I'm excited to be speaking with Sarah Kramer. Sarah is a birthing specialist who has been featured on CBS News as, a, as one of the top hypnobirthing experts in New York. She has taught over 1,700 moms. Sarah also works with men, women, and children to heal anxiety, depression, traumas, phobias, habits, and relationship issues. She combines hypnosis, internal family systems, therapeutic reconsolidation process, focusing, and other methods and techniques. Sarah is located in Lakewood and meets with people all over the world by phone and by Zoom. And I'm very excited for us to get to chat today.
1: Hello, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to meet also.
0: Yeah, so so in your work with mothers, can you share with us a bit about what you do?
1: Sure. I I find that when women are pregnant, they bring along with them their own personal history. And that includes if they had any previous history with birth, Mm -hmm. or even first time mom, then they may have other life experiences that impact how they feel about being pregnant, about giving birth, about parenting, about being a mother. And uh, they also piggyback on top of that, also all kinds of beliefs and attitudes from our culture, other people's stories, other people's opinions. And and it can be a very heavy load. And at the same time that most of the people that I work with, thankfully, are happy to be pregnant, happy to bring a child into the world. They uh, also may feel very nervous because of the responsibility and the um, messaging in our world. So they they may be nervous about the health of their baby, about the birth itself, about being a parent, about adjusting their life. All kinds of things are weighing on women.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how, how does your work help?
1: Well, what we would like to do is um, be able to clear away Anything that is not necessary for the individual, because other people's story does not mean that that's going to happen to you, or whatever was in the past doesn't mean that that needs to be your future. And inside of each person is is their innate goodness, their innate powers, their their trust in themselves, their trust in Hashem. Um, you know, their their core. Uh, capabilities so we we would like to clear away whatever they don't need so that they can access that belief in themselves
0: absolutely and so it sounds like you're speaking about the difference between women going into motherhood with carrying this load versus without this load that sounds like a really big difference is that what you see
1: Yeah, people don't even necessarily acknowledge, recognize, they may not be aware how much their beliefs about themselves, about the world, about parenting, about pregnancy, about Hashem, all of these things. They don't necessarily even realize that they're carrying all of that inside. They may just feel anxious. Sometimes a woman will uh, focus on pain of labor, but that's really not the full picture of why she's nervous. And um, uh, I I would love for people to feel trust and confidence and calm, acceptance. Um, We don't have to be perfect. Life doesn't have to be perfect. It may be eventful. There may be moments that are difficult or sad or disappointing and to be able to embrace it, that's okay. That's the human
0: experience. Absolutely. absolutely. And how how does this, I know you also teach hypnobirthing. So can you talk to us about that a little bit? Oh, this is is hypnobirthing. Okay. So you're saying, okay, I thought you were talking about more individual work.
1: It it is, you know, I mean, explicitly hypnobirthing is about um, clearing away fear so that you can engage with birth, With confidence and calm, and so that this is all the stuff that's packed inside of the fear, and it's very individual for each person. And the hypnobirthing course is four sessions, and I may teach twenty or more women at once, all over the country. Um, People from different backgrounds, people who have uh, their first birth or many babies, whatever their individual story is the course is very general and each person is going to take this wisdom and apply it to whatever's true for them. And, and what happens is is that they go from nervous and insecure and not trusting in themselves and being disconnected from their baby, from their husband, from Hashem, because of this anxiety to accepting, okay, I'm nervous it's uncertain. That's life. Hashem is here for me. I'm not alone. Um, um, I focus on my baby. I feel my husband's support. Um, We learn practical tools. All of these things transform women through the hypnobirthing course.
0: And so, so what, and I think you're already speaking to this a little bit, but what, what differentiates this course from other childbirth courses?
1: Well, we're going to cover the material, the information, you know, your pregnancy, your baby's development. What should I eat? What exercises should I do? Um, How do I prepare for birth? What do I need to bring? Should I hire a doula? What's my husband's role? How do I communicate with the doctor? What do they do in the hospital? What are the procedures physiologically? What's happening in my body? I mean, and on and on and on. That's a childbirth class. And we're going to discuss all that information thing is, is that the, the tone that we take is that it, it's each woman's right to birth in the most natural way that's safe for her. That includes that for some women, we do need medical assistance, medical supervision is appropriate, but let's put our focus on what I'm going to do to help my natural process so that I may not need so much medical assistance, and when I take that ownership, when I feel in charge, when I feel empowered, when I know what I can do to help my body, to help my labor, that's so calming. Then something grand is happening inside me that I have no control over, that I heard people say is painful or dangerous, then I feel powerless, and that powerlessness makes people nervous, and then if we're nervous, our body tenses up.
0: Yeah, that was really helpful for me when um, when I took hypnobirthing in my first pregnancy. I loved that idea of th- that, that, that where does pain come from? Our, our body naturally goes through different things and, and and does different movements. And when I tense in response to that, as opposed to relax into the sensation, that is what causes there to be pain. Can you speak a little more about that? Yeah, I
1: can't promise anybody that their labor is not going to be painful, but I can say that the potential is that there is a powerful sensation that's going along with this powerful event inside of you. And the fact that it's powerful, that it's intense, doesn't necessarily mean that it's negative. And when we're engaged with a, um, you know, Uh, life-changing experience then it's going to be intense on many levels you know whether that's um, visiting a, a holy site for the first time whether that's climbing a mountain whether that's your 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 wedding or or your private life there are experiences that are meaningful and powerful and so the sensation in the body may be intense but it doesn't have to be painful And um, myself and thousands of women all over the world who are practicing hypnobirthing for the last 31 years, all over the world. There are trainers in 50 countries, and women are experiencing that when I engage with the joy, the wonder, the magnificence, the connection of birth, then yeah, it's powerful. What I feel in my body is, you know, the most powerful experience, but doesn't mean it's painful, it's just intense. It, there's pressure, it's strong. And um, connecting with it in this joyful, wondrous way
0: it doesn't hurt. How does that um, that experience for women interact or how do you see it interact with the medical system? How do medical providers receive women in this mm-hmm. way?
1: Well, the medical world is recognizing hypnobirthing more and more. I'm finding doctors, midwives, nurses, doulas who are referring women to the course who previously laughed at it because they're seeing women calm and connected. They're seeing women engage with labor without fear. Um, And they're seeing how it helps labor to go more quickly, to go more smoothly. Um, They're finding that. The situation is improved. Baby's heartbeat, the the moving the baby out, um, the woman's blood pressure, all all kinds of vitals are improved when the woman is calm when she's connected, and and so they're referring more and more women to the course. The medical establishment appreciates if I support them as well. That that if I present a balanced picture where yes, your body is made to give birth and overwhelmingly your body can do that safely. And on the other hand, sometimes we do need medicine. So in the course, my job is to take a very balanced approach where I promote uh, conversation, respect, uh, you know, rapport with the medical provider so that woman builds trust with her medical provider. That way during the labor or during the pregnancy, if something comes up that's concerning, that she'll recognize that here's the need for medicine for mommy and baby safety. Okay, so we're blending both. It's not an extreme approach. Um, and, and, And then the providers are very supportive. When a woman finds that their medical provider is not supportive, So then she can consider to choose a different, a different setting or a different medical provider who uh, supports her desires.
0: Mm -hmm. So I, and I, and I heard you before um, talking a little bit about safety. I I know that safety or a woman, a woman's sense of her safety is really like non-negotiable in birth. Without that sense of safety, you really can't, you really can't give birth. Um, what do you think contributes to that sense of safety?
1: Takes good care of herself, and that includes that she's eating well and she's getting rest and she's drinking and she's filling herself with encouraging words, wisdom, stories, ideas. She's connected to Hashem. She um, involves her husband so that he knows how to support her. She feels that he's there for her. She might choose to hire a doula or maybe her mother or friend will come through her pregnancy. She talks about her her feelings, her wishes with her medical providers. So she builds trust in herself, in Hashem, in her husband, in the medical uh, team. Um, She's also connected to her baby. You know, she's talking to her baby, loving her baby throughout the pregnancy because that's calming for her. The mom, when she feels close to her baby, all these things are going to make her feel safe. And when, when a woman um, takes care of herself in this way, right? Not just like, for instance, I didn't know better. So my first pregnancy, I had heard unhappy things about birth, because we'll just use a very par of term, unhappy things about birth, I heard in the past. So when I was pregnant, I just said to myself, I'll think about that when the time comes. I just wanted to avoid it. I didn't address that I have fears inside. So taking care of herself is addressing those fears. When women go through this course, we we shed fears. We play these affirmations over and over. They replace fears. We uh, uh, Women are welcome to have a private session if they feel the need. If there's something particular that they want to address that the course did not clear a way for them. So when a woman takes care of herself in this way, then she feels safe. And we're in the best position today because we do have medical technology. We have, we have drugs, we have testing, we have supervision, like monitors and sonograms. We have all these uh, options. We have surgery that is very safe for women today also. So a woman is in the best position today that she can trust in her body's own ability. But if the medical provider sees something concerning, then she'll trust that, okay, this is a situation where medicine is necessary and she can welcome that and she can be grateful for that. And she can feel at peace afterwards that I did everything I could, right? I did my histadlas, I came prepared, I researched, I hired competent, uh, professionals. I, I consulted. I, uh, you know, I hired support and so on. I connected to Hashem. I imagined my best case scenario. I drew myself with all of my co to a wonderful outcome. And if something is going differently than I had hoped, then this is Hashem's plan for me. This is the experience that I need for my own, my own growth. This is the birth that my child needs for their initiation into their tachlis in the world. And I'm accepting and I feel at peace afterwards. So I have clients who they're in their labor and they had uh, prepared for, you know, the most calm and natural and undisturbed birth. They may even have been uh, intending a home birth. Things had to change, right? And they feel like they're in good hands and they feel at peace with themselves and they feel accepting that this is what Hashem chose for me. I know that I'm in Hashem's arms, and I go I go in peace to whatever um, turn my birth takes. And it's protective for mommy and for baby. The baby is learning in the womb, and the birth, baby is learning through the birth about our world. And so mom is telegraphing to her baby that we're safe. Things don't always go the way we want. There is uncertainty in life. We connect to Hashem. We know we're never alone. We know that he's there for us and he's guiding our life. Sometimes he chooses challenges for us because he believes that's in our best interest and he's rooting for us and he's beside us. You you telegraph that to your baby when you live your pregnancy and you go through your birth in this way. It's protective for the baby as well in the birth. And then a woman feels powerful afterwards because once you're holding your baby in your arms, now starts the next challenge, you know, of, of healing your, your body, regaining your strength, learning to care for your baby, nursing, all kinds of new challenges as soon as the baby is born and you feel really good about yourself and you feel really capable. You feel close to Hashem and you're ready for the next the next step when women don't then I invite them to call me and and let's let's talk if we need to we'll have a session I'm here for you and and let's draw out that strength inside of you when we don't feel safe usually that not feeling safe is you can pinpoint it in your body you know whether whether my my throat is is uh closed or or there's Heaviness in my chest, or there's a stone in my stomach. We can sense it physically. And what I do in the sessions, and I can do this privately, not necessarily in the hypnobirthing course, but privately, I can I can uh, ask the client to listen to what that sensation, that fear, that anxiety, that nervous, um, that grief, that sadness, whatever the emotion that goes with that sensation. We can ask that sensation, what's going on. Usually it will lead us back to an earlier time when we didn't feel supported. And we can heal that earlier time. And when we heal that, then the person feels much more confident and calm and accepting in the present situation.
0: You know, trusting that Hashem that I'm in Hashem's hands is a little hard when when we're not turning our bodies totally over to Hashem. Hashem created a process. He he created my body to work in a certain way. Right. Um, you know, Hana in Shiraz Khana talks about, you know, you you created for me a body that's meant to feed a baby, and you're not giving me the chance to feed that baby. Um, so when we tr- when we're when we want to place ourselves in the hands of Hashem, and then we're placing ourselves in the hands of medical providers who Are kind of in in, um a way not enabling that process. That that gets that's a little like murky to me. Do you still do do you find that women still feel like they're in the hands of Hashem in that process?
1: Hashem, you placed me in 2021. This is the wisdom of the world of 2021. And if I feel secure that it's responsible to discount modern medicine and medical advice, then I'm going to do that. And I know that you're giving me this sense of responsibility and this sense of wisdom that this is the right thing for me and you're here for me. If I if I feel like the responsible thing is to trust in medicine, then I'm going to trust in medicine. You gave me this Chachma, right? Hashem gives me Das and Bina and Haskell every day. And and we live in this world and this is the wisdom of this world. And so I'm asking you, Hashem, for guidance and I'm trusting in uh, my instincts combined with the wisdom in the world today. And then I'm at peace that I did, I did the best decision that I could,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I might consider, on him if I feel like that's the right thing to do, I might consult with other experts, get a second opinion. See, what I what I ask women to do, if they ever feel unsure about the medical guidance, is this medical guidance supporting my natural process, the way Hashem made me to give birth? Or is this medical guidance not trusting and, and, and interfering with my natural process? And I'm not sure. OK, well, Hashem, you put me in this world and I have limited understanding, and I'm using the best of my abilities to learn different perspectives, what I ask people to do is imagine that I choose choice A, okay? Um, Whether that's forego a sonogram, whether that's forego induction, whether that's give birth at home, whatever choice A is, I want you to imagine that everything goes smoothly and Uh, naturally in that case, you'll feel very secure that you made a good choice and um, everybody goes home happy, all right? If choice A doesn't go smoothly and there's some consequence, um, will you feel secure with yourself? I made the best choice that I could and this is the way that Hashem led my life and I'm accepting. I wasn't irresponsible whatsoever. I used wisdom and there's still no guarantee because that's the way Hashem set up the world, okay? So see how that feels. If choice A goes differently than you had hoped, if there's some consequence, then are you going to feel at peace that this decision was a sound decision? Then on the other hand, you have choice B, right? And choice B may be that you have a medical provider who's saying the safest thing to do right now is let's do a sonogram. Let's do some, let's give some drugs, uh, steroids to build the babies, you know, Lungs, let's give, uh, let's take testosterone, uh, no progesterone to, um, you know, support the pregnancy. I don't know, or they may say, let's do an induction. Let's bring this birth early. Let's do surgery or something. So um, just ask yourself, and I'm holding my baby afterwards, and we're doing well, so everybody is happy. You feel secure about your choice. And what if it doesn't go well? What if there's some consequence? Are you going to feel like I shouldn't have done this? Or are you going to feel like I trusted in medicine and um, there's no guarantees and I feel at peace with my choice? So I like to play out both scenarios and see which one is going to feel responsible to me. So when I was uh, 43 and I was pregnant, I was interested in home birth. And with the information that I had about home birth, and I didn't do a lot of research at the time either, um, and also my husband had um, experience with home birth in previous marriage, and that impacted the situation also. And it's his child, and he loves us and he cares about us, and he saw concerning things in previous home birth situations. It wasn't me, but a previous wife. And given what I knew, I chose to birth in the hospital, you know, and uh, it just felt like the responsible thing to do, that if the hospital birth goes smoothly, I'll be very at peace with that. The hospital birth goes in some concerning way, I'm going to feel like I made the right choice. I'm in the care of medicine. If the home birth would go smoothly, of course, I would be joyful. And if the home birth didn't go uh, smoothly, then I might feel like, you should have done the hospital birth. And so I chose the hospital birth.
0: Absolutely. Okay. A lot of wisdom there. I think um one thing I'm still thinking of from what you're sharing is when Hashem created a physiological process, how do we resolve putting myself in the hands? You know, you said like, you know, putting myself in the hands of medicine, can yes like uh, you know philosophically i'm putting like i'm always time is always holding me but if i'm not trusting the process that he created and instead trusting a system that is just by nature saying that the process he created has a problem in it and is a medical event and isn't going to work the way he intended um that that's like a a hard one for me to resolve
1: I, I hear you um, I believe that we are deep in gulus and there's a lot of consequences on every level one of them is that the physiologic process that hashem created uh, is more prone to uh, uh, problems because our our food is not uh, pure and uh, our air is not pure and our water is not pure and our lifestyle is um is not natural so i do think that a lot of challenges that women have in pregnancy and birth are because our world is far from its pristine state and and so because of that then it could be that medicine is really a good idea that we have extra supervision that we have like these you know these uh, eyeglasses to you know check in on mothers and babies um, uh, is more necessary now than it may have been when when people ate more wholesome food when people lived more wholesome lives when people's bodies were not filled with you know lots of toxins that interfere with that natural process so they they go hand in hand that if our if our hormones are affected by by antibiotics, by vaccines, by processed food, by all kinds of things that we have been in, ingesting for decades. So then our natural process is affected by that. So then it's a good idea if we have extra supervision.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one that per- pretty bidyevad. <laughs>
1: one person's opinion, it is bedievet, and there's so many other things in our world that are bedievet, and they've become necessary. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I have, I have, I've come to the hypnobirthing course where women would host it in their home, in their community, gather a bunch of friends, and I would teach the course. So I came to the class, and the pregnant mom was eating fruity pebbles. If you're eating fruity pebbles, then you really do need medical supervision because you're not taking care of yourself. So you're not supporting your own natural process. Here's what I tell women: you know, I can't sit on the couch munching on potato chips my whole pregnancy, watching videos of women giving birth where they're in distress. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna paint a graphic picture. But if you imagine um, uh, what how birth is portrayed in our world. So I'm watching a woman give birth and it's a frightening image. And, um, and I'm you know drinking Diet Coke and I'm eating potato chips and I'm sitting on the couch. And so I'm not doing my part to take care of myself, but then I come to the birth and I say, I want a natural birth. I'm gonna try to, to, to do this naturally. I don't know what try means, what did you do all along to bring yourself to that possibility? Okay, so um, it, it's just people are misinformed. Uh, there's so much that's in my power, and I'll share that in the hypnobirthing course. How you can clear yourself of, of, of toxins, and that's psychological toxins and emotional toxins and physiologic toxins and, you know, now you're in a better position.
0: It sounds like the hypnobirthing course is more than a, your average childbirth education course. It sounds like there's more, you know, there's more of an effort to talk about the whole experience and the whole pregnancy and all, and and really empowering the woman from <laughs> from the bottom up.
1: Right now, I can't help it because that's who I am. All right, so. The the hypnobirthing course is, is taught all over the world, and I have clients who've done the course with trainers, whether earlier in this pregnancy or in a previous pregnancy, and they've done the training in other parts of the country or other parts of the world, and then they come to my class. And so I'm teaching the hypnobirthing course through the filter of who I am, and this is what I share. Because this is this is, you know, this is how I live, and this is what I want for people. I want you to engage with the fullness of who you are. I want you to be free of uh, self-beliefs that you've been carrying all your life that aren't true, but you absorb these messages about yourself, about the world, about Hashem um, at an earlier time. I'd love you to be free of that. And you can you know, be your own best friend, your own loving mom. Feel close to Hashem, feel trust in yourself, feel his trust in you. I feel Hashem's trust in me right now. It's across my shoulders. For each person, it's different. Some people feel Hashem holding them. Some people feel Hashem like a ray of light in their heart. I feel Hashem like like hands on my shoulders, giving me like this nudge. You can do it. I'm behind you. You can do it he's yeah. here. Now. Absolutely. You know, So that's how I teach the hypnobirthing course. It's. it's mm-hmm.
0: So it's, it's uh, also, it's also one of your babies. A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I'm very grateful um, to still be involved in birth. And even though I'm not having babies myself anymore, this is a gift. I can still bring babies into the world in calm and confidence. If I can share with you one mom's uh, story, then she sent me a note after her birth. And um, she said that I felt like a kala. felt like a bride going to my khapa, because this is this is my initiating myself into motherhood, this birth, And I felt so close to Hashem and I felt powers inside me that I didn't know that I had. And then afterwards, when I mother this baby, I'm a new me. And it's really helpful because uh, mothering the baby is daunting too. Caring for the baby is daunting. And so I felt confidence for that.
0: You know, I was just, I was thinking about it a lot because people have mentioned um, the, the the idea that that childbirth is a curse, that this was a curse given to Chava and that it's meant mm-hmm. to be painful and suffering. And that's that seems counterintuitive to me because Adam was also given a curse. And and I don't think of it as a curse. Any punishment that that we have received throughout history from Hashem has been because once you've done this hate, you're in a different place. And now you need a different thing. So mm-hmm. Hava did a hate. She needed a different thing. Adam did a hate and he needed to now work the land in order to have food and sustenance. And Chava needs to go through this birth, birth process. And so I love the story you shared that this, that this woman, yeah, said this is my process to go through, to bring me into this journey of motherhood. This is me, like, coming into this journey. We don't just say, okay, now you're married, go move on. We go through a whole chuppah, and same thing. A woman who becomes a mother goes through this process, and it's an important process to have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the uh, course of Eve, people ask me about it, and um, my understanding is, is that we have Christian Christianized Yiddishkeit, and that. The uh, concept of curse that we may have in our head is inaccurate. It's not Torah. It's Christianity. And that's not what klala is. Klala is a pathway for Tikkun.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Hashem is with us. He's giving us this pathway because he wants us to achieve that Tikkun. And so he's with us through that process. When you feel Hashem with you then it changes everything. You know, yeah. it may it may be difficult, it may be sad, it may be, maybe, you know, lots of things, but it's not necessarily suffering.
0: Thank you so much, Sarah, for talking with us today, for sharing your wisdom. Um, I do like to ask, would you like to share a way for people to get in touch with you or find out more about your work?
1: Oh, with pleasure. Um, so my website is uh, hypnobirthingwithsaracramer.com I spell my name without an H. So it's S-A-R-A, kramer.com. So Hypnobirthing with Sarah Kramer. You can see the website. There's women talking about their experiences. There's lots of videos and conversations. There's even a woman who shares her birth video. You see how calmly she's bringing her baby into the world. Um, So that's about the hypnobirthing, but anybody can call me, text me, WhatsApp me. My phone is 516-567-8495.
0: Okay. And any last bits of wisdom for us? Anything we didn't cover that's important?
1: I guess that we, we didn't talk a whole lot about connecting with the baby and how much that can impact mom, because we don't necessarily realize that you're your baby's mom while you're pregnant. You don't become the baby's mom when you give birth. And on one hand, that's recognized because I watch what I in, ingest. I watch what I inhale, um, staying away from you know uh, toxins like like alcohol or or smoke or something right and but on the other hand my thoughts are equally toxic to my baby if they're negative and the thing is when you connect to your baby so let's say I'm pregnant something happens that upsets me when I realize that if I'm upset then my baby's upset and I and I massage my belly and I talk to my baby and I say, yeah, mommy got upset for a moment, but you know what? Everything's okay. And I start to paint a picture to the baby of why we're all right. Hashem is here. It's going to work out. Sometimes it it takes a little bit of patience. We don't see it right away, but you're not alone. Mommy loves you. Abba loves you. When you do that to the baby, you calm yourself. So you can utilize that connection with your baby to give yourself calm too and it benefits everybody then when you go to your birth it's so natural for you to connect to your baby no matter what's happening you're going to inform your baby what's going on right yeah so accustomed to yeah. sharing everything with the baby
0: yeah yeah absolutely so maintaining that connection throughout the pregnancy is so important because you're already building this bond um And then you can go more calmly into this process together because they're really only two people necessary for a birth, right? Mother and baby. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Yep. And because you love your baby, then you're going to reset yourself to calm for your baby's sake, right? So if I wouldn't allow someone I care about to sit and stew in worry, I would share with them some perspective that gives them calm and confidence because I care about somebody else and I don't want them sitting there worrying all the time. But for myself, I don't do that for myself. I'll sit and worry. So why I don't deserve the same thing is a different discussion. But if you are aware that your worry worries your baby, and if you're so accustomed to sharing with your baby, everything that's going on, then you'll catch yourself if you're in a bad state, if you're mad or sad or scared, then you're going to instantly reassure your baby and it calms you both.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, for sharing with us. Thank you for your thoughts and your wisdom. pleasure.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. My pleasure. pleasure thank you. you.
0: Yeah.
1: Same here. Thank you. Anytime.